You can see these large footprints embedded into the carpet, creeping along the wall ninja style. She raised her arms up over her head and started to come towards me. And she had her mouth open like she was screaming. I hear my sister on the top bunk say, Ashley, you could see pieces of her hair being twirled in thin air. But now all of a sudden the green orb comes towards our truck and it shoots out over the mountains into outer space. It is gone. So that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted Day Off, the podcast of real ghost stories shared by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. And I'm Rebecca Black. So coming up, we are going to discuss that creepy-ass TikTok that we shared on Tuesday. Have you seen that? Oh, I cannot wait to talk about that. Oh, I know. Me too. And we're also going to tell you the stupidest ghost story you'll ever hear. Uh, <laughs> that's not our name for it. That's actually what Kalinda called it when she sent it in. Reminder, hauntedaf.com. That's where you can find all the stuff that we talk about. We're on all the social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, even TikTok. Yes, TikTok. Yeah, don't forget we are posting things on YouTube every single week. So along with those companion blogs that we post at hauntedaf.com, you can see all the evidence, the photos and videos as well on YouTube. Got to send love to our new patrons, Liv, Connie Sabo, and Sissy Johnson. By the way, we're going to start posting blogs on Patreon. Been feeling mm-hmm. really guilty because we use so much of our audio in the actual podcast that we don't have right. a whole lot to share on Patreon. So I want to use this to talk about all those really famous scary stories that we don't mm-hmm. get a chance okay. to talk about on the podcast because we share listener stories. We don't get to talk about stuff like the Ghost of Flight 401 or the Bell Witch. So we're going to focus on those on Patreon and then in between seasons we'll share a lot of audio there as well. So let's go ahead and jump in with it. This is Kalinda's stupid mm-hmm. ghost story. The first two summers of college I worked at at a Wendy's and people who worked there would say that the store was haunted. Supposedly there was a guy who worked at the Wendy's and was really like loved it. <laughs> um, but then somehow he died like out in front of the store got hit by a car crossing the street or something i'm not sure and i've never been able to find any evidence of that but the things that would happen at the store would be the big thing was that the radio it would always change from any station that it was on to the country station so apparently the ghost was really into country music but one of the managers who worked there for a long time she said that when she was would open in the mornings she would put like the grease buckets under the grill and she would go to the back and (laughs) she would come back up to the front and the grease buckets and everything would be just in the middle of the little walkway and she would tell us if something happens you just have to say be nice with me be nice with me so i didn't ever really have anything happen to me but the manager who told me about the buckets, she obviously had a lot of things happened. And then there was this other manager who apparently he had a lot of like really creepy things happen. But I know that he was doing math at work too. So like that could have been really what was happening. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. So I was going on one day and I was doing inventory and I sat down on a little step stool to um, do the count and... And I heard somebody say distinctly, do you need anything else? I said, yeah, can you? And I trailed off because I looked up and there was nobody there. I heard it so clearly that I responded to it. So that is my ghost story. And I know that it's probably the stupidest ghost story that you have ever heard because it involves a Wendy's. I don't think it was a stupid story. I don't either. 
together. I think that's fantastic. Obviously, this woman loved her job and was like, I'm going to stay here forever and serve my Wendy's customer. Now, it does make me crave a square cheeseburger, but... And have you had the spicy nugs yet? Because they are freaking delicious. No, but what is it about calling a chicken nugget nugs makes them sound more delicious? (laughs) I don't know. It's kind of cute in a weird way. Mm -hmm. So our next story comes from um, Mary in Iowa. We actually mentioned this one last week. She said, we lived next door to a church, and at night, I could see the lights from its parking lot in my bedroom. They were yellowy, dull lights and not very bright. One night, out of nowhere, my whole bedroom lit up like a giant LED spotlight. Then I heard this metal-sounding voice coming from inside my own chest. I'm just going to let that sit there for a second. Inside her own chest. (laughs) But here's the best part. It yelled, get out. Get out. Get out. It felt like static electricity was all over my body. And then all of a sudden, everything was calm and normal again. I got out of bed to look around, and the church parking lot was just fine. None of the lights had changed, and everything was normal. Still not sure what the heck that was, because I was awake and not dreaming. But I definitely didn't sleep the rest of the night. I wanted to share this story just so you would use your metal voice to say, get out. (laughs) Do it again, please. Get out. Okay, this actually reminds me of something that happened to me when I lived in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Really? Yeah, all right. Sometimes when you're so scared, like completely in a panic, you Uh will not be able to scream normally. And when you do scream, it comes from way down in your gut. And I know this because... Uh I had a peeping Tom, all right? I was living in one of those adobe houses in Albuquerque. And the thing about adobe houses is this the little blinds that you have, they won't lay flush up against those yeah. kind of rounded windows. So right. one night I had just gotten in bed. It's completely pitch black. My cat's all snuggled up next to me. And this window is right next to my bed. And I just happened to look up and I see in that little crack, there is a person squished up against the wall and like looking in through that little crack in the window. He's so close to me. Like he could have just reached in and touched my head. That's how close this. And it took a minute. I'm looking. I'm like, who the hell is it? Why is somebody pressed up? And then a complete fear all over my body. And so when I screamed, (laughs) I couldn't scream. And I had to like, oh, I probably scared him as much as he scared me. And when I read that thing, this metal sounding, I was like, I think I know what that sounds like. I think I have heard that scream before. I love that yours was like a full body, like a guttural, like, you think you're going to go, oh my God, stop. No, you're like, you turn into this monster. Okay. Speaking of monsters, we also got this story from Jessica who says, hey, Julie and Rebecca, I know how this sounds and looks, but I would not waste your time if this wasn't 100% true. This picture was taken from my stepdad's deer cam, November 2011 in the woods behind our home in Goshen, Ohio. It scared the crap out of me and my family. It looks like a demon or some very demented person. Sorry for the poor quality, but again, it's from 10 years ago and from a cheap-ass deer cam. We have all moved from home since then, thankfully. Well, I love your show. Keep up the great content from Jessica Pearson. So go to hauntedaf.com, look for episode nine, season five to see this picture. Or if you're watching on YouTube, look over right now because here's the picture. (laughs) 
What does this look like to you? So when I was first scrolling through and I just glanced at it, seriously, a glance, and I thought, oh my God, somebody sent us the angriest penis on earth. <laughs> what? I don't, I don't like, see that I literally was like a drawing of an angry penis with a mad face. I do not see that. First glance, like if you just move your mouse on your computer real fast, it looks like an angry penis. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, I still don't see that. I don't think it's a demon. I think it's a demented human. I think that a uh, very angry bald man is running around in their backyard, potentially with his shirt off. I almost think a real person is worse. Yeah. So we asked Jessica, is there any other activity that was happening around the house? And she said, I never had anything else happen in that house, but my mom did. She saw shadow figures almost daily, a man in a white shirt looking out the windows when she was outside and no one else was home. My mom and grandma and I have always been haunted but you learn not to pay attention to it what really that's what she said no you don't push down a haunting that's not a thing <laughs> did we all see Jessica just sitting there like in a rocking chair and there are ghosts all around her <laughs> like boo god damn it boo yeah <laughs> Okay, so this next story comes from Emma. So this is probably the craziest thing that's ever happened to me in my life, and it went on for about six years. So I live in North Carolina, actually the next town over from Burlington, North Carolina. I'm just over the border in Rockingham County. But my parents got divorced when I was little, and we did the divorce kid shuffle, and we ended up having to move up to Massachusetts to stay with my grandparents. Well, my father moved up there, too, with wife number five, but that's a whole other spooky story, and they got a house in Cape Cod. So we'd have to go down every other weekend to visit my dad. Well, his really old house in Cape Cod, there was a family that lived in the house before them. Both of the parents were elderly, and they had passed away of natural causes in that they had a son named Lincoln who was autistic, um, and he passed away sitting in the backyard, leaning up against the fence, and he choked to death on a sandwich. And then the other their son was in prison in Minnesota for life for murder. So my brother and I had to share a room in the upstairs and the ceilings all were kind of dormer ceilings. So our beds were underneath two of the dormers in the bedroom and I would be laying in bed and I would hear like something was in the wall above my head. And I would say like, you know, oh, it's a squirrel, whatever. And I would knock on the wall and it would knock back. And I would knock in a pattern and it would knock back in a pattern. I was about 10 or 11 at the time and I was like, this isn't right. So it kept going on and it would start happening like every Sunday morning around like 7.30. It would just start knocking right above my face and I would knock back and it would repeat my knocks back perfectly. So this kept going on and on and on. And eventually they brought a psychic in and we didn't tell the psychic anything that was going on in the house. At this point, I was probably like 13 and this had been going on the whole time. And she walked up to me and she said, something's trying to talk to you. Does it knock to you through the walls? And the second she started talking about it, we heard thumping upstairs from where my bedroom was. And then (laughs) there was one night where I was sitting with three of my brothers and we were watching TV and we heard a whole conversation go on upstairs when our dad and stepmom weren't even home. It just went on for years intelligent knocking, conversations of people. Um, There was one night where I got to go to the bathroom at about 3 a.m. and we saw a person standing at the bottom of the stairs and I screamed and my brother ran out and there's just a person chilling at the bottom of the stairs. I have not been back there since I was 17 and I don't know what was in that house, but it knew we were there. It wanted to communicate with us and I think there were about four of them. So there's my spooky story. Thank you. That comes from Emma. A couple of things. They don't live in that house anymore, but um, she okay, sent good. the Zillow link so uh-huh. we can share pictures of this place Ooh. until Zillow tells us to take them down, 
I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and I also Googled, will animals knock back to you? And I felt like I'd mm-hmm. heard somewhere that certain types of rats might knock back. Um, really? Yeah, but I haven't found anything. So if you guys know of something that will do intelligent knocking like that, let us know. Hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. Honestly, I was just hoping it was going to be like a Bigfoot stowed away in the attic. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. She just casually mentions, oh yeah, and the other brother who had lived in this house was in jail for murder. Right. Elaborate. Yeah. <laughs> I started thinking maybe he had somebody stowed away in the walls of this place. And maybe that's what it was. Okay, so here's a little update about some past shows. First of all, we got a message on Instagram from Corrine, who was thrilled to take her friend's Tesla into a graveyard recently, where they also saw figures walking around. Like, this is a regular thing now. But they also took the car into an empty parking lot just to see what happened. And she said that these figures were not walking around. She said it was very accurate. You could see cones and all the other cars very well, but no random ghost people were showing up. I mean, there must be something to it. Yeah, and it could just be Elon Musk messing with us. Right, I had that thought too. Like, what if he put a glitch in the system on purpose? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. We also have this message through hauntedaf.com from Angela talking about Frump's the gesture doll. <laughs> she said, maybe Frump brings cockroaches with him to feed his lizard friend. She goes on to say, I run a reptile store and was cleaning my roach colony while listening to this story. Dear Lord in heaven. Oh, and in case you didn't remember Frump, roaches seem to follow him wherever he went. Damn it, Frump. Wait a minute. Angela has a roach colony. She has a roach I know. colony. I know. I do. Okay. Why? Angela, you have to tell us the name of your reptile store and you also have to let us know if you name the cockroaches, okay? <laughs> and a quick reminder that this Sunday is the virtual tour of Haunted York. That's this Sunday. It's totally free, but they would love it if you would PayPal something just to help cover the cost. And you can find all of that through hauntedaf.com or through the Haunted AF Facebook page. We'll try to put it everywhere for you. <laughs> Dead Pet of the Week. Thank you. That is from James Matthews from Season 4 because we haven't gotten a single damn Dead Pet of the Week theme song through all of Season 5, people. Come on. We need a new one desperately, so send that to hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. And this week's Dead Pet of the Week comes from Julie, and she says, I had a beagle named Spike who lived to be 14 years old. When he was alive and outside wanting in, he would scratch at the screen on the door, and I'd let him in. After Spike was gone, my mother and I would still hear him scratching on the door. Aw. And then she says, you go and open the door and let his little ghost in. That's so oh, that's so precious. Aww. My next dog was also a beagle named Corey who lived to be 16. When I had to put him to sleep, I talked to him just like I did with all my other pets. I told him to go find Spike and that Spike would take care of him. A little time went by and I thought, huh, I haven't heard Spike scratching for a while. And I never heard it again. I figure Spike and Corey are together taking care of each other and waiting on the rest of us. Oh, thank you for reading this email. Even if you don't read it on your podcast, I hope you enjoyed it. Sincerely, Julie Tackaberry. Oh, that's. Sweet. Yes, and Julie sent us pictures of Spike and Corey, so we will be sure to share those. So we're on the phone with Fran from the Look at Us Now podcast. I actually am going to tape an episode with her pretty soon. It's going to be an episode about like pivoting from radio into podcasting. But then Fran surprised us and actually had a ghost story to share. So welcome Yay! to the podcast. I'll say I live in a house with ghosts. They are just like, I'd say members of the family. It's not haunted. They're friendly. We moved in this house 
15 years ago and I had a newborn and a two-year-old. My husband worked nights. When he was gone at night, it was very active. And I always felt like something was like watching me while I slept. Mm-hmm. It's a 1928 house and there are always doorknobs. But in the beginning, it was this one door into one bedroom. You cannot open or shut it without twisting the knob hard. And that door would constantly come open or shut. You hear it slam and you hear steps. People walking up and down the steps, you smell cigarette smoke, you hear a rocking chair, and you just kind of feel like there's this presence there. One night, I was alone, and I heard what I thought was somebody in the house, and it scared the shit out of me. So I walked downstairs thinking there's a burglar. All the doors are shut. Nobody's come in. And this particular picture, it was actually a lantern. My grandfather used to be a train engineer. Mm -hmm. So I have his old lanterns. And it was a picture that was behind it. You would have to physically move it from that or you would have knocked the lantern down too. So the lantern was still there, but the picture was on the ground from the mantle. We'll be right back. Bloody FM presents... Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings, from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. Wow. So I would say we were here about a year. I woke up at 2.30 in the morning and I could feel somebody was there staring at me. Literally had chills all over my body. I looked up and there was this man standing there and it's like V-neck, button down, burgundy cardigan. And he's looking at me and I'm looking at him. Basically, I felt like he would said, I'm okay with you. And I said, I'm okay with you. And it's like, he was trying to make sure we were the people he wanted to live in this house. Years later, one of the people who've grown up in this house in the 50s, I contacted them on social media and asked her about the people that live in the house. Kind of just wanted some history to find out more. Sure. She sends me a picture. The picture was of her dad. The daughter said that he was very fun-loving and he's very attached to this house and he just likes his play jokes all the time. I guess that's why he's still connected to the house. So, Fran, the pictures that she sent, was it the man that you saw in your bedroom? It was him. Yeah, in the same clothes, no less. Oh, that's crazy. I have this mental image of Mr. Rogers in in his That's exactly what I was going to say. He looked just like Mr. Rogers. He didn't look like it, but the outfit funny. So is that, like, have you ever considered saging or doing anything to try to get rid of it? I actually have done that because there are I mean, there's so many stories in this house. My kids have all seen ghosts and there's this black figure that's not him. And my kids, they don't want to go in that bedroom sometimes. So I'll go in there and I'll stage and I'll just tell whatever that spirit is, get out. You're not welcome. And they go away. So have you seen the black figure or is it just your kids? I have seen the black figure. I have seen the black figure. Well, that's Fran from the Look at Us Now podcast. Thank you so much for sharing your stories. It's so funny when you wrote to me, you were like, I don't know if these are going to be good enough to count. I'm like, yeah, that's definitely good enough to count. Yeah, you've got multiple ghosts in your house. So moving on. Hey, ladies, I'm Kelsey, and I've got a spooky story for you. I am from Vancouver Island, a little town called, and oh, my God, I'm going to butcher this, Nanayamo? I was going to say Nanaimo, and I meant to YouTube this to figure out how to pronounce it. So sorry, guys. We're Sorry for butchering the name of your town. Nanaimo or Nanaimo is my guess. Feel free to call and correct us and leave us a message or whatnot. Yeah. Uh, This story is about a house I grew up in where my mother still lives. And because I like to torture myself, 
is the house I'm riding from as I dog sit for my mom. Uh, Why would you do that? Kelsey. <laughs> the sun literally went down behind a cloud as I wrote that, and the living room went dark. What the actual hell? Girl, get out of there already. I just told somebody on Instagram, Haunted AF cannot be held responsible for the spooky-ass situations you choose to watch or listen to our stuff from. Yeah, we should put like a disclaimer on the yeah, show. we should. So she goes on to say, just a warning for the younger audience if this gets read on the podcast there is a reference to drug use so cover your ears not condoning it but kind of important to the story got it as a kid i had this reoccurring nightmare about one of our basement rooms in the dream a thing would drag itself out of that room and up the stairs then down the hall towards my bedroom it was shaped like a human but with no legs and looked like it was made out of tangled roots dipped in something shiny and black i would always wake up right as it was pulling itself into my room. As I got older, I ended up moving into one of the basement bedrooms for a little more privacy, but not the creepy one. Not long after, I started dating this guy who, because I made great decisions back then, was addicted to meth. Wow. Awesome. (laughs) He was at my house one night when we were watching TV in the monster room. I fell asleep but woke up to him shaking me and freaking out. He told me there was a little girl in the corner of the room watching him, but her mouth wasn't where it should have been. Instead, it was on her forehead. I told him to fuck off and let me sleep, figuring it was just the drugs and didn't think about it for the better part of a year. Quick side note, kids don't do drugs because then no one will ever believe your ghost stories. Absolutely. That's the second Uh, time it's happened this podcast. (laughs) You're right, man. And both meth. She says she eventually got smart and broke up with that guy and later had a friend over to hang out. We were in the same room, the monster room, watching TV when she said, hey, so I'm a medium. I laughed at her because I didn't believe in that stuff. But then she goes, no, really, you have something down here. I don't think it's human. It's something else, something bad. It looks like a little girl, but it's weird. And her mouth is on her forehead. Oh, this girl had never met my ex-boyfriend, so they've never had the chance to, like, cross stories over this. I promptly noped out of that room and have avoided it as much as possible since. Well, that's my story of my childhood house. Wish me luck as I spend the next two nights here alone. Thank you, Kelsey. Oh, my God. Get out of there right now. Okay, so we have to talk about this TikTok that we just shared on Tuesday. This comes from at L underscore Toros. 747 and we have to say thanks to Allie for tagging us where we never would have seen this yeah. um I took a little bit of audio from it no f- way bro <laughs> nobody's supposed to be up there bro what the f- you can't even see his face oh my god bro okay that terrified gulp in the middle of it is so fantastic it's like something out of a cartoon that gulp all of the commentary honestly is hilarious like i love these like yo bro yeah and i'm like are you actually talking to someone or talking to the video and this is not like a ghost story tiktok page i mean i went and looked and he just has normal videos i reached out tried to get this person to come on the podcast he hasn't responded yet so what it looks like it's security footage and I think that maybe he works at this place because he yeah. says no one's supposed to be up there. But right. it is just kind of looks at first like a person walking around. But as they get closer to the security camera, you realize you can see through them. What does that look like to you? To me, it does. It looks like an old guy walking around up there. And then the closer he gets, then you can literally see through his head. We posted this on Instagram, too. And everyone was saying, like, this means that when you die, you go to work and you wear your work clothes 
goes <laughs> for eternity. Uh, Sarah Lee, I think it's different for I think it's different for everybody. Maybe this is where this gentleman was at his happiest while he was working. Damn it, I hope so. What if it just yeah. happened to be the day that he was wearing the tidy whities that ride up his ass or something? <laughs> He's thinking like, oh, I can't wait to get home and change, and then boom. Anyhow, uh, we have not heard back from this guy. We'll let you know if we do. But we did get a similar story this week, and it's from someone who wants to remain anonymous. So no wonder he wants to remain anonymous because he says, "I've worked at a secure." federal building as an armed guard for 14 years now at night mostly i've had several incidents over those years as you can imagine i've never seen a spirit in person but i've caught plenty on camera and have brought them up to my boss who was the night shift sergeant before i was i could go on forever but one incident i think you'll find particularly interesting was the night i watched a young woman walk through a dimly lit parking lot on camera I could clearly see her with her smartphone in front of her face and the light of it reflecting off of her face. I felt like I should watch her on camera to make sure she made it through the lot safely. I had her on camera just walking when she just slowly vanished, almost like from a scary movie. I told my boss and he said that a young woman was walking home from a bar not long before that and had been hit and killed by a car. Now, he says he's going to send us more stories because he allegedly has tons of stuff like this. And I asked, can you please send the video? And he was like, no, I can't. I can't tell you my name. How would I be able to send you this video? Yeah, that's true. But it made me think like surely there are other people who work security who have seen things like this. And doesn't it make you wonder like how often have you been walking alone through a parking lot or a parking garage and had a security person actually watching you on camera. That's kind of creepy to think about. (laughs) It is. I mean, it's kind of nice to know that somebody's looking out for you, but at the same time, it's like, ooh. The amount of times I have fallen and a security (laughs) camera caught me. (laughs) So they're just laughing at you. There's a bunch of guys sitting around a camera laughing. So again, if if you work security and you have any experience with this, please send us those stories. Hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. That's where you can send all of your stories we like them written, recorded, audio, video, all of that. Again, hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. And we haven't been getting lots of video ghost stories where you guys are just filming yourself telling your ghost stories. We love those. And especially since mm-hmm. we're doing lots of YouTube and TikTok right now, we would love to share those. So coming up next week, we have another creepy doppelganger situation. And then we need to talk about Jessica's story. Jessica has been terrorized by something mm-hmm. since she was a very little girl. It is a haunted shopping bag. True story. It's all coming up on the next Haunted AF. And don't forget to subscribe to Haunted AF on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, TikTok. You can even contact us directly through our website, hauntedaf.com. Gotta say thanks to Andrew Mamalika and Travis Vance for the Haunted AF theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. Also, big thanks to all of the Haunted AF Patreon supporters. Most of all, we have to thank you for listening and for sharing your stories with us. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, I'll come back to haunt you too, Rebecca. 